bringing us thus far. Thank you for this service. Thank you, Elder Taylor, for doing the communion. Thank Brother Brandon for opening with scripture and prayer. And thank God for all the covenant partners that are here today to worship on this first Sunday of March. Amen. 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 All right. We're going to do our declaration. I want to say good morning to everybody. Good morning to our SoundCloud listeners, covenant partners that are here today, and the ones that are on the way. Amen. All right. 2022. 2022. The, year the year of expectation and hope. 2022, 2022. The, year the year of expectation. Of expectation. The, year of the year of having the hope of the promises of, the promise. of Jesus Christ. Active, active, active in, my life. in my life. The promise, the promise of his prosperity, his power, and his presence. 2022 is my year in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God, and we just thank the Lord for being here this morning. Amen. We thank God for being in the house this morning. Amen. As you know, we have entered into holy days and holy days for the Christian is totally different from other people. And that's something that we need to always know and recognize. Amen. 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 This morning, if you're keeping a journal then we're going to be talking about living in the eight day. Amen. Wait a minute, baby. Uh-uh. Wait, uh-uh. Actually, it's the beginning of a new day. The beginning of a new day. This is the second portion to the eight day. Amen. This is the second portion to living in the eight days. So if you got a journal, if you're keeping notes, it is the beginning of a new day. The beginning of a new day. Amen. Amen. You say, Pastor, what do you mean we're in holy days and we don't, we don't celebrate like everyone else? Well, that's because Christians have a different outlook on the 40 days leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Um, I, was, I was just kind of thumbing through the TV over the Monday and Tuesday weekend uh, days, and the news reporter was interviewing this lady. And so they were going around, and they was asking everybody how would they enjoy their time off and enjoying all the celebrations in Mobile, Alabama. And so she made a comment. And, I, I, and the reason why I sat up and listened to it was because it was something we had already spoken about in the Sunday service on last Sunday. And so she made a comment. She said, well, you know, I'm Catholic, and this is our big day. I said, hmm. I said, okay. She said, this is Fat Tuesday, so we're supposed to eat everything, drink everything, just indulge. But then, now she was happy about that, but when she got to the part, she said, because you know tomorrow Lent. She got real sad about Lent. She said, you know, we got to go into 40-day fasting, 40-day prayer. We got to go get our ashes so we can repent for everything we do on Tuesday. So when I say Christians don't um, 
engage in what the world engages in, this is what I mean. We don't take one day and indulge and then come to the church after we done did everything we thought we were big enough to do, and I mean everything, and then get ashes put on our forehead and ask God to forgive us. Watch this. Knowing next year you're going to do the same thing over again. No, 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 no. We're going to enjoy Tuesday. We're going to enjoy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Lord knows we're not going to indulge in just sin, sin, sin. And all of a sudden, Lord, I, forgive me. That's premeditated. That's premeditated. Notice I didn't say you couldn't enjoy yourself, but we don't do it that way. There's no way I'm going to sin all day Tuesday, all day Tuesday night, because that's the fact, too. That's the indulging time. But then on, on Wednesday, I'm going to start fasting. I'm going to the church and get my ashes, and then I'm going to start praying and seeking the Lord, looking forward to next year. How in the world are you going to start fasting the next day after all that? Your stomach is not even adjusted and ready to fast. It's still thinking about what you had all day Tuesday. <laughs> And the Bible says plainly and stately in the Bible, it says we do not practice sin. Now, we make mistakes. We, we all guilty of that. But the Lord said if you make mistakes, you repent. But you don't just purposely get up and say, I'm going to sin big time, and tomorrow I'm going to repent. Somebody say amen. amen. So, yes, we're in 40 days to Resurrection Sunday. And during this time, we need to be thankful to the Lord for all that he has done for us. This is our time to set our mind. Set our mind. Okay? Set our mind. We should focus on God's redeeming love through Christ Jesus, redeeming us from sin and death, remembering we are dust, and to dust we shall return, and only through Jesus Christ we can receive eternal life. I think it's a good thing to remember that we are dust. That's what we were made from. Job said it. He says, I am also made from the clay. So it's good to remember we are dust. But thank God he filled the dirt. He filled the dust with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's what gives us our strength and encouragement and helps us to go on in life. At this time, you ought to get your deliverance. At this time, you ought to get your joy back. At this time, you ought to get your strength back. At this time, you ought to be thankful for the Lord delivering you out of sin. At this time, you ought to be thankful for all of Jesus Christ's covenant blessings in your life because we are covenant people. Everything God does is covenant. He cuts a covenant. What does that mean, Pastor? It means he makes a promise to us. And he made a promise to redeem us from sin, redeem us from our enemies, which was sin. He said he would even redeem us from the curse of the law. huh? And then the Bible goes on to say, if we be Abraham's, if we be Jesus Christ's seed, then are we Abraham's children. Amen. Do you know you've been engrafted into Abraham's lineage? 
Now it doesn't just say the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. It says now the seed of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad to be in the kingdom of the Lord. I'm glad that he's taken us back to the Garden of Eden. That's what the blood of Jesus did for you. It took you back and it took me back to the Garden of Eden. Somebody say the dawn of a new day, a new beginning, a fresh start. Say it's a turning point in my life. That's what it is. Now, you'll notice that all throughout this year, God is turning all the way back to the declaration. When I, when I showed you this for the first time, I told you that the colors represented what? The dawning of a new day. I had no idea that God was going to bring this up over the week to be a part of the message today. But he did. We are his kingdom children. We are in his kingdom. What does that mean? That's what, that's what happened to Adam and Eve. They were put in a kingdom. Well, what does that mean? It means the king's domain. It means the king's domain. And I'm laying a foundation before we get into the word so that we will all flow together. It means the king's domain. So when God created Adam and Eve, he placed them in the garden. He placed them in a kingdom. He gave them dominion, but he placed them not without his oversight. He, they were placed in the king's domain. Say that with me. Say, I'm in the king's domain. Say, I'm not without supervision. I want you to go with me to Psalms 118. Thank you, Jesus. So I thank God, and you ought to be thanking God at this time during the 40 days to Resurrection Sunday. Lord, I thank you for kingdom prosperity. I thank you for kingdom power. I thank you for your kingdom presence. I thank you for your kingdom promises being active in my life. I'm going to claim it. This is my year. This is my year. Somebody say, this is my year. I'm going to take hold to it. I don't care what happens. I don't care what come. I don't care what go. This is my year. This is the day that the Lord had made. And I ain't going to let it slip away. I'm going to be joyful. <laughs> I'm going to be joyful. Let me show you something. Let me show you why I'm talking like I'm talking. Psalms. 118, thank you, Jesus. Let me, let me just show you something. When King David penned this, Psalms 118, verse 24, and it reads, it says, This is the day which the Lord had made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And then it goes on to say, Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Is that in your Bible? Y'all ought to be dancing. We're talking about prosperity. Look, look, look. We're talking about salvation. We're talking about the, the birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're talking about sins being forgiven and prosperity all in one breath. 
Amen? Amen. But the Holy Ghost reveals something to me in this scripture in Psalms 118.24. He reveals something to me. And he revealed this to me. Let me read it again. Let me slow down. It says, this is the day which the Lord had made. We will. We will. So it's almost as if King David was saying, wait a minute. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what's happening. I don't care what's happening in my life. I don't care how the wind is blowing. I don't care how the storm is raging. We will rejoice and be glad in it. In what, King David? In the day. In the day. Now, this really, oh, my goodness. This blessed my soul. This blessed my soul. So the Lord said, the beginning of a new day, the eighth day, it is the dawning of a new day, a new beginning, a fresh start, a turning point. That means I'm not going to have the same attitude that I had on yesterday. That means I'm, 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 st I'm starting to look over the problems and the situations now, and even though I don't say it in front of everybody, down in my heart I'm saying, well, you stay right there because I'm gone. I done moved on. Somebody say, I'm moving on. So I'm moving from the situation, moving from the circumstance, moving from what's happening, and getting in the day. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You say, how can you do that? It's easy. I'm forgetting those things which are behind, and I'm reaching forth to those things that are in front of me. Well, what's in front of you? The promises of the Lord. Kingdom prosperity, kingdom promises, kingdom power, kingdom presence. And I'm what? Reaching for it. What you going to do with all the junk in the trunk? I'm going to pray for it. <laughs> you didn't know I could do that all in one sentence, did you? The junk in the trunk. Mm -hmm. Everybody got junk in the trunk. Okay. You just going to have to get on, move over because I'm reaching. Somebody put your hand in front of you. That don't look like it's going this way, do it? It don't look like it's going backwards to me. It, it looks like it's going what? Forward. Somebody said we're going forward. No matter what happened. Uh-huh. Say I'm learning to reach forward and let go and let God. So, so King David puts an emphasis in that. We will, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, now you know how I do. I gotta ask the Father. I gotta ask Jesus. I said, Lord, what does the word what does the word day mean? So he told me. He says, All right, ask Siri. You know she's gonna act crazy. I said, Siri, what does day mean? She said, Day. I'm telling you, my, my iPad got an attitude, I promise you. She has an attitude. I don't know what we're going to do with her, but anyway, she does. So anyway, day means, get this, you all, this is beautiful. It is the part of day when it is light. Mm, 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 mm. It is the time between, I know you have heard this, listen at this. It is the time between sunrise and sunset. Uh-oh. Listen at this now. So when King David penned this by the Holy Ghost, he said, this is the day 
What you talking about, David? He said, this is the part where there's light. This is the time between sunrise and sunset. So that means I have from sunrise of my life to sunset of my life to get it done. That's all you got. Even Jesus said, he says, I am the light of the world. And as long as I'm in the world, I am the light. But then he turned around and told us, you are the salt and the light in the earth. So we got from sunrise to sunset to get it done. I don't know about you, but see, my time has inched on up. You know, 35, it keeps moving. It keeps moving. It's fun to be 35. But 35 keeps moving. So I got to get it done before what? Sunset. You do too. You say, what, what do I have to get done? You got to get it done that this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and you're going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to let my light shine. Ah, I'm going to be a light in a dark place. I don't have to open my mouth. All I got to do is spend time with Jesus, and when I step out the closet, everybody going to know I done spent time with Jesus. Everybody going to know. Because they're going to see the glory on your life. They will see the kingdom promises, the kingdom prosperity, the kingdom power, and the kingdom presence from the Lord in the creative day. Can we go on? Somebody say the Lord created a day. And it's only going to last from sunrise to sunset. So you better get busy. Go to 2 Peter. And you ought to be happy while you're doing it. You ought to have some joy while you're doing it. You ought to not be sour while you're living for the Lord. Huh? You, you ought to ask him, Holy Ghost, stir up my joy. Stir up my joy. Huh? What did the Bible say? The joy of the Lord is your strength. See, when, you, when the devil take our joy, we don't have no strength. And he's always working to steal our strength. So he says, all right, I know what to do. I'm just going to steal their joy. How does he try to steal our joy? How does he try to steal our joy? By stuff. He takes stuff. He want to take stuff. He want to take your stuff. He want to take your stuff. He want to take your salvation. He want to take your righteousness. He want to take your peace. He want to take your prosperity. He want to take your promises. He want to take your power. He want to take the presence of God from you. But guess what? I'm going to fight. The Bible said fight. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The Bible said fight the good fight of faith. Faith. How do I get more faith? How do I get faith, Pastor? Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more time you spend in the word, the more faith will come. Spend time with him. Be the service on Sunday morning. Nobody ought to have to beg the Christian to be in church on Sunday morning. That ought not to be. Because faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We come here to hear the word. Guess what? And faith comes. Then you read the word at home. Then you read the word in your spare time. Then you pray the word. You live the word. Come on here. You do your declarations, which is the word. 
Hey, Yes, Lord. Oh, God, ready for us to shine. I said he ready for his people to shine. He wants to shine like gold. Why? Because he's our God. He God. He's our God, and we are his creation. What did the Bible say? We are created unto good works through Christ Jesus. Somebody said, get up and go do some good. Say, go, get up and go do some good in your life. You ought to be working on something. You ought to have something going on in your life so you can do what? Some good. In your neighborhood, in your children's school, in your private time of your own life, in your ministry, you ought to be doing good. Thank you, Jesus. Do good. Do good. The Bible says how Jesus Christ, how he was anointed. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Honey, wherever you go, somebody ought to be getting healed. Wherever you go, somebody ought to see the glory. Wherever, when you put the foot in the door, when you step out the car, hey, demons ought to be shaking, saying, oh, oh, here they come again. Here they come again. Here they come again. They just won't quit. I don't care what I throw at them. They won't go. They won't go. Not going. Not going. I'm going to be like King David. I will. I will. I will. That's a revelation. Because you're saying I will. See, your will either needs to get out of the way or get in the way and work with the Holy Ghost. I will. You let that devil know. You let your atmosphere know. I will. I surrender my will to rejoice and be glad in the salvation that God has brought for me. Healing coming in. He said the healing is coming in. Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3. Verse 8. And it says, but beloved... Be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Is that in your Bible? So let just think of this. With the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So I asked the Lord, I said, what in the world? I said, what is this really talking about? And the Holy Spirit said to me, he says, this is talking about eternity. This is eternity. Why? Because God is timeless. God is timeless. He does not live in a sphere of time as we do under heaven. Under heaven, time is determined by the relation of the sun to the earth. Somebody say the sun has a relationship with the earth. And God is not limited by this relationship. Say, but there is a relationship. This is why the Christian, the believer, should always live in eternity. Now, wait, hold on. And I know a lot of things that I'm saying, I know they speak of these things at funerals. Sunrise, sunset, that blessed my soul. I said, God, you're putting it in perspective. That's my time. 
That's my time. I got to work this. I got to live this. I got to enjoy this. I got to do this. Because Solomon said, once I'm gone, I don't know who hands it's going to fall into. It could be a wise person or a foolish person. So therefore, I'm going to enjoy it. I done made up my mind. I'm jumping in with both feet. And I'm going to enjoy the salvation and the day and the day that God has purchased for me. And you need to do the same. So God is timeless. That's why the Christian does not live out of the spirit. We live in the spirit realm. We live by the word of God, which is what? Spiritual. The word of God is timeless. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The word of God is timeless, limitless. It is infinite, without beginning, without an end. Uh, the word is who? God. So God is in eternity, but guess what? The word is eternity. What does that mean? Lord, that means the same word we preach today, it'll be good 700 years from now. It'll be good 700 years from now. God will just take it a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher. But it's the same word and it's still what? Good. Ah. So you, you and I can slip out of time and live in eternity. Let me make it plain. We can slip out of the time that's under heaven and reach the timelessness above heaven through the word. Through the word. Through the word. That's why you ought to be a word person. So when tragedy or storms come or things look short, the word says, no, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to live like that. You can slip away into eternity where there is no time. There is no time. There is no barrier. I can have it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh, my goodness. I can have it because the Bible says the power of life and death is in my tongue, not yours. Stop worrying about your haters. Stop worrying about the haters. All they can do is speak in time. Uh -oh. Y'all didn't get that, did you? All they can do is speak in time. <laughs> look, look. Come on, Holy Ghost. All they can do is speak in time. So therefore, if they speak it in time, it's going to take time. It's going to take time for it to happen. Did y'all get that? Did you get that revelation that the Holy Ghost just said? All my haters can do is speak in time. All they can do is think in time. But I'm not limited to time. Is that good? You got it. <laughs> You're not limited to time. Let them talk. It's caught up in time. And so while they caught up in time, you get a head start. You 
get a head start in the timeless realm. Y'all ain't heard nothing here. You ain't heard nothing. I said, you ain't heard nothing. That's why I'm going to speak the word. That's why before I go to bed at night, I pull out all my declarations. I don't care how tired I am. I'm going to say I'm from going to sleep. Because that's the timeless realm. The declarations is the word. The word is God. That's the timeless realm. I'm going to stay there. I'm going to bide there. And I'm going to let my haters keep talking. Because they're talking in time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we know we're in a warfare. We know we're in a warfare, but here's what's not going to happen. Here's what's not going to happen. I don't care who don't go, I'm going. I told that devil, I don't care who don't go down the line. You picking them off one by one, but I'm not going to be picked off. You're going to have something to reckon with right here. And that's the way you ought to be. You ought to let him know you got something to reckon with, with me. Huh? Those generational curses are not going to come in my life and take me out. I'm drawing the line. It stops with me. I'm the curse breaker. I say I'm the curse breaker. You ought to get bold and let that devil know it is with me. And that's what's plaguing so many of our Christian people or ancestral sins that have been passed down and passed down and passed down and generational curses that have been passed down and passed down and passed down. But it stops with me. I'm going to be the one that says I'm not worshiping the alligator. I'm going to be the one that says, no, I'm not worshiping the stars and the moon and, I, 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 and the constellation. I'm going to be the one that says, I'm not going to the palm reader. I'm not going to the soothsayer. I'm going to be the one that says, I'm sticking with the word of God, the Holy Bible. It is with me. See, that's what's wrong. We allow ancestral sins and generations of curses to come in our lives by the way we carry ourselves. Because we still acting like great-grandmama. We still acting like great-grandpapa. Huh? Oh, y'all. You don't want to go with me, but it's all right, I'm going. I say I'm going. You don't want to go with me, but it's all right, I'm going anyhow. So if you want to stay stuck in time, I got to go. See, we allow those sins to get in our world and ancestral sins and generational curses by the way we act, by doing the same thing and having the same behavior, behavior that they had. We allow untimely deaths and untimely things to come in our lives because we act the way they did. Oh, I feel this old generation up in here. I feel you. They don't want to let it go. Uh, don't be talking about my grandmama. Don't be talking about my great-grandpappy. All right, baby. Just go take a little nap and wake up when it's over. Wake up when it's over. Because this is what's happening. Do you know how people enter into generational curses? It's because what they did 
They passed it down, and it went down, and everybody grew up doing the same thing, saying the same thing, acting the same way, living the same way. Well, church don't matter. The word don't matter. We can go when we get ready. I'm like, oh, my Lord. But see, search out the history. Somewhere back in the background, great-grandmama and great-grandpappy wasn't going to church either. How, they were still making the liquor out in the liquor house. In the back house. Oh, y'all. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Huh? So we grow up because these things have been taught to us. It's been passed down to us. But guess what? If we don't want the same results, we better leave it alone. I said, you better leave it alone. If you want better results in your life, you better live above the time. Well, my great-grandpappy, he used to cuss, and he used to cuss and preach. Well, what that's about? Jesus said, I came to redeem you from the curse of the law. Not so you could stay in it. No, no, something wrong if you cussing and preaching. The house ain't clean. Somebody said, clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up. Even the Bible says, how can a fountain bring forth clear water and salt water? Some ain't right. It's got to run clean. Or you got to keep what? Like great-grandmama used to do. You got to keep priming it and priming it until you do what? Get beyond the mud and the dirt and the, and the mess. Somebody say, prime me, Jesus. Somebody say, prime me, Jesus. Because I need a good priming so I can come up and get away from these generational curses. No respect for the house of God. No respect for God. Huh? Want to live any kind of way, do any kind of thing. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. God will grant us repentance if we make mistakes. That's there. But all this premeditated sin, it's got to go. It's got to go. All this, well, you know how I am. God know how I am. I'm just like my grandmama. I'm just like this one. I'm just like that one. Okay, well, guess what? You out of order. You wrong. Because the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When did they become new? In the day. In the day that God made. This is the day. How long is a day? It's from your sunrise, not the sun out there. It's from your sunrise to your sunset. Glory. 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 He said 1,000 years. 1,000 years. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis, and when I fear you're getting tired, we'll, we'll stop. When I fear you're getting, going to sleep, we'll stop. We'll give you your bottle and your rattle and let you sleep on. Like Jesus told the disciples, sleep on now. Take your rest.
Yes, Lord. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? God divided the light from the darkness. Why he didn't leave them together? (laughs) I wonder why. I wonder why. But the Bible says he divided them. All right? He divided them. And verse 5 says, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Do y'all see that? Somebody say he created a day. He created a day. Look at verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the water. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And it was so. And it was so. So what's going on? The earth was completely surrounded by a thick layer of water in the form of a heavy vapor. God divided this layer, part covering the earth with water and part forming clouds with the atmospheric layers, the firmament or dome between them. So basically, the earth had a thick, thick fog. A thick, thick fog. And God came in and he sent some of the humidity, some of the water up, and the rest he sent it out. Amen? Amen. We're going somewhere. Just if you give me just a little time. (laughs) Just give me some time. Is that all right? What did the Bible say? And God called the firmament what? Heaven. And the evening and the morning were the what? Second day. Second day. Now, when he did this separation and he called the firmament heaven, this is the expanse of space immediately above the earth. Not the stellar heavens where the stars are, nor the third heaven where the Lord abides. Amen? So where is that at? That is right above our head. It's when we look up and we see the blue skies and we see the clouds and a lot of times you hear people say, oh, the clouds are heavy with rain. That's that mist that had went up. That's the mist that went up. Amen. That was the second day. That was, that was the second day. Verse 9. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land, what? Earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he what? Seas. And God saw that it was good. Y'all see that? Do you see that? And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit trees yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit. And I like this. Whose seed 
was in itself. Who see? So everything God made had a what? Had a what? That's because he didn't intend to come back and recreate. Uh-oh. He didn't intend. That's why when he created Adam, Adam had all seed in him to pass on to the next and the next and the next generation and the next because God didn't intend to come back and recreate. He says, everything I make going to have a seed. And that's why he told Noah, there's a seed time and a harvest time. That go for anything. There's a seed time for your money and there's a harvest time. Uh-oh, there's a seed time for your words and a harvest time. Mm. Say everything got a seed. Say everything, there's a seed time for my living and a harvest. Ooh, that's deep, ain't it? Because that means some of the crops we get and we don't like them, we need to change how we live it. Oh, it's all going to come back around. Why? Because that circle represents eternity. Oh, you see? Mm-mm. And it just keeps doing what? Going around, going around. Yeah. So if we don't stop living like we crazy, harvest time coming, and we have nobody to blame, I want a good harvest. I want a good harvest. I want a good harvest. Huh? That's why I stopped living for the devil. I was saved when I was 20. I got saved at 12. But I didn't understand it. So my next time came around, I was 20. I got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit at 21. And I've been running ever since. Why? Because I determined as I grew in the word of God, I don't want to plant no more bad seed. I planted 20 some years, 19 years of bad seed. And all that had to come up. Uh Uh-oh, we don't like this, but this is real. Somebody say, be real, pastor. So if you keep sowing bad seed, guess what? You're going to get a bad harvest. You got to stop somewhere and stop planting bad seed. And start planting good seed. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not too late for me. I just need to do a turnaround. I just need to do an about face. And start planting good seed in Jesus' name. I don't, I don't need no more bad seed coming up. Once the bad seed can come up and been harvested, I don't want that no more. I didn't like the outcome. I didn't like what I got. I said, Lord, I I don't want this no more. I want a good harvest. The Lord said, start planting good seed. What does that mean? Start living like the word say. Start doing what the word say. Because believe me, harvest is coming. Don't fool yourself. What you do in the dark, come into the light. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's coming. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Shine for me. Shine for me. Yes, Lord. Somebody say, Lord, help me to plant good seed. 
So he says it was yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. Uh-oh, after his kind. It comes up after his kind. It comes up after his kind. It comes up after his kind. I'm going to say it again. Maybe you'll get the revelation. It comes up after his kind. You don't sow tomatoes and get apples. I said, it comes up after it's kind. This is why Christians who got good sense, once they realize what's going on, they never go back that way again. This is why they don't go back that way. Because it was rough. It was tough. It was hard. I don't want to go that way no more. See, now the opposition that comes, because the Bible said we either suffer as an evildoer, or we suffer for the word of God. So now, the only opposition I need to be standing against is that which is for, against the word. Not because I sold a bad seed. I don't need all that baggage on me. I don't need that, Lord. So I learned to slow down in traffic, let the next person go. I learned to stop when the light is red and stay far back and let all the cars that want to get out the parking way, come on, come on, come on. What you doing, sowing good seed? Because the day coming when I'm going to need somebody to let me cross the road. Traffic going to be thick. I ain't got time to stand there. <laughs> I need my seed in the ground. <laughs> That's why when the cash register having a bad day, I take my time. I might be in a hurry. I might have to go. But I'm like, nope. Not for to cuss nobody out. Not for to jump in line. Not for to fight nobody for the line. I'm going to wait my turn and I'm going to pray through. This is why I don't steal. I don't steal. What belong to God belong to God. What belong to me belong to me. That's sowing a bad seed. That's why I don't have no hatred in my heart. Against nobody. Because that's sowing bad seed. That's why I don't have no ill will against nobody. I don't care what you did to me. Because that's sowing bad seed. And a harvest is coming. Because God said vengeance is mine. Oh, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going. Jesus said vengeance is mine. I will repay. Not you. Get out the way. Harvest is coming. Don't come to, they don't come to church. They don't read their word. They can go everywhere else but the house of God. And here come tragedy. Somebody said, here come the harvest. Here come the harvest. Oh, I'm preaching right. I'm preaching right. I'm preaching right. And I'm going to preach it right. That go for me. I told my baby, I think it was the baby girl. I told her, I said, let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. It go for me. If I do things I have no business doing, it's coming. I say it's coming. Ain't no sense that poor old pastor. Uh-uh, pastor shouldn't have did what the deal was doing. It don't. The Lord said, whatsoever you sow, that shows you also reap. If you sow to your flesh, you're going to reap corruption. But if you sow to the spirit, you'll reap life eternal. 
So we better start sowing to the spirit. You say, well, how do I sow to the spirit, pastor? I heard you. You better read, pray. That's before you even get to the church. See, by the time you get in here, you ought to be ready to go higher. You ought to be ready to go on and flow with the move of God, with the preaching of the word. Praying, seeking the Lord. You don't have to fast every day, but you need to do some fasting sometime. Read your word. Get out all them declarations. Sit down somewhere. Be still. Be still and know that he's God. Be still and know he's God. Yeah, ba 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 and I got you in it. I got you in. I got you in. You in now. Yes, sir. He said, I got you in. Lord, have mercy. This is my private conversation. But I go so high. <laughs> I love it. Yes, Lord, I thank you. I bow before you. Thank you for getting me in. I want it. Somebody say, I want to be in. Say, I want to be in that day. The creative day. That God has created. 13 verse, Genesis 1, 13. And it says in the evening and the morning were the what? The third day. The third day. Verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be, watch this, now catch this. Let them be for signs, for seasons, and for days and years. That's under time. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them, he set them in the firmament. That's the stellar heaven. See, the first Heaven is the clouds right above our head. The second heaven is the stellar heaven with the stars and the moon and the sun. So God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Do you see that? So the Lord, he set the sun, moon, and the stars in the heavens to give light and to establish a calendar. You know when the sun set? You, you need to go home. And see, I know Alabama Power. I know they're working it for you. So you can work all half 10 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, yeah, at work. No, 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 baby. Sunset, it's in the Bible. I'm not going there today. That's not the topic, but it's in there. It says when the sun set, man leaves his work and goes into rest. That's what it says. When the sun rises, then man arises and goes about his day. You'll catch something about this day. So God made the night so we could rest. I don't know about you, but when we was living in the land of not enough. <laughs> when we were living in the land of not enough, I was glad when the sun went down. Because after a certain time, the bill collector stopped calling. <laughs> I 
would be so glad. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Everybody got off from work. The phone stopped ringing. It would give me time to get myself together for the next day. So at night, you ought to be getting some. Oh, you didn't do that fast enough. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, you ought to be getting some. And if you have to work at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, the next day you better take that time they gave you and get some. Because God made the night to. Even Jesus said no man can work in the night. He says I got to work while it's day. It ain't no lie. You, you can say it might be 35. It's because you're 35, Pastor. When 8 o'clock come, it's almost like an alarm clock go off and say, it's time to go to bed, Ann. And if you, if you keep me up too long, this is what you're going to get. It's over. My body programmed. Because I got the rest. Why? Because they coming, and guess what? It's going to start all over again. Ooh, yes, you did. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, and he gave us this day to come in and get the word. So when the next day start, we ready spiritually. So you want to be ready spiritually, naturally. Watch this. You want to be ready spiritually, naturally, soulishly, emotionally, you got to get some rest. And then if we want to take advantage of the 120, he said, I give you 70, I give you 80. But that wasn't God's best. His best was in Genesis where he said, I'll give man 120. So guess what? I need to be trying to get some rest. If I even want to keep up to about 120. Huh? I, I had told my doctor, I said, look, I'm sick of coming here. You done did all this other stuff. There's nothing there. Why am I still coming? He looked at me. He says, I have a woman that comes here at 80. I said, stop it. No, she don't. He said, yes, she does. He says, let me ask you a question. He says, how do you feel? I said, I feel good. I feel good. He says, okay, how, how, don't you want to feel like that at 80? I said, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, what about 90? I said, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then he really, now I don't know if he know anything about the Bible. He said, what about 120? I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, so I'll see you next year. I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, I said, yeah, you'll see me next year. I said, you'll see me. But I just couldn't believe a woman would be going to see him if you knew what he had to do. It's like, oh, God, do I have to go do this? I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. I don't want to go no more. <laughs> Ain't nothing going on in the kitchen. I'm not going. But when he starts saying, don't you want to feel? He said, how you feel? So you got to ask yourself, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you really feel when you stay up 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 
and got to get up the next morning and face life and the job and the problems and the situations. You can't hardly fight. You can't hardly stand. Young people on the dance floor, in the get back at 2 o'clock in the morning. When they get 80, though. You won't be dropping it like it's hot. You're going to be saying, where's the heat pad for my feet? (laughs) Somebody say, get some rest. Say, get some rest. So we're at the fourth day. Next 20 verse, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that they may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that move it, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the the fifth day. Oh, my goodness. We didn't got all the way to the fifth day. So on the fifth day, God created animals, reptiles, cattle after his kind. But but there was something else about, about the day. He created winged Birds, beasts, cattle, great whales, and insects. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. 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 And that was the fifth day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But when we get to verse 24, when we get to verse 24, That's when he created animals and reptiles, cattle after his kind. But God also created mankind in his image and after his likeness. Male and female, and God blessed them. And God said, behold, I have given you. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And God, Elohim. Somebody say Elohim. Elohim. Say in Hebrew, God is Elohim. That means the power of God, the creator. Now, think about this. Everything that God made was before sin came in. Everything that God made, because we're going somewhere. We're almost, we almost there. Everything God made, it was before sin. And everything he created was composed in a day. It was called a day. What does that mean? It was a day of provision, a day of protection, a day of his presence, a day of his power, a day of his promises. Before sin. Before sin. Look at Genesis chapter 2. And it says in Genesis chapter 2, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, 
Because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Somebody say, that was a day without sin. Said, but when sin came in, the seventh day rest was broken. And God began a new work. There is no rest in that seventh day. You can try. Don't you see what's going on in our world? And I did find something out because I had asked the Lord. I like to be accurate because some of my notes are, are back from, oh, my Lord, 2003. So I like to be accurate when I told you, which God did give me a dream, and he showed me the Antichrist. And God told me, he says, he's coming out of Europe. So I, 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 got, I heard some information that blessed my soul. I'm finding out that it is true. When the Antichrist, the man who is the son of perdition all over again, full of the devil, who's going to bring in the one world government, he is going to rise out of Europe. Okay, I'm finding out that all that is going on in Ukraine today with Russia, which is over in Europe, Paris, London, Italy is all involved. This has happened not with Russia, but with other places many, many times before. And the Lord explained it to me. He said what happened was each time it happens, it's chipping away, making the road ready for the Antichrist. Okay? Because what Putin is going to do, he's going to take over Ukraine, and the reason why he's going against Ukraine is, is because Ukraine is not joined to NATO. America is, though. Okay? And I'm finding out that we have a, a government, but there's only so much our government can even do. There are certain things our government cannot do because they're in contract with other countries, including Russia. I'm finding out that the reason why it's always about the oil is because Russia is supplying America and other countries with a big percentage of oil. So it's chipping away, it's chipping away, it's chipping away. It's making the path for the Antichrist. Why? Because the Bible says when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he's going to be a man that says, I can bring peace and prosperity back to the land. But that means the world is going to be in such a devastated place. You don't want to stay in the seventh day. Found out that Ukraine's president is Jewish. Hmm, I said, oh, okay. Hmm. Finding out that there are a lot of Christians, Christians that have churches in Ukraine, and there are a lot of Christians in Ukraine. I'm finding out that there's a difference between, you know, I'm starting to get into, which I've been getting it, and I just had to pray to find out when to start wearing, you know, stuff, because it's like, uh, you know, okay. So I'm finding out there's a difference between Christian clergy stuff and Jewish clergy stuff. I said, oh, okay. I said, okay. Now, I don't want to get Jewish 
clergy stuff because there are Jews who do not believe in Jesus Christ. Only the ones that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they're no longer called Judaizers or Jewish. They are Messianic Jews. So I was like, oh, I, this is awesome. So I had to make sure everything I get, everything I gather in, it has to be Christian clergy stuff. Because why? I'm a Christian. I'm not a Jew. I'm grafted in. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed? I'm grafted in, but my parents were not Jewish. I was a Gentile before I got saved. Now I'm not a Gentile, and I was not born of Jewish descent, so I'm not a Jew, but I am a Christian. That means I'm a Christ-like person. I believe in Jesus Christ. So you got to come on out the seventh day because Christ came in, and I already explained it. The Jews' Sabbath is on Saturday. But Christ arose on Sunday morning, which is the eighth day. We got to get on over in the eighth day. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? See, this is the thing about the eighth day. Just like he created the day in the beginning, he created a day called the eighth day now because the seventh day was marred through sin. We got to get in the eighth day. What does that mean? You got to get on over in Jesus Christ. You got you to say you're a Christian. You got to know in whom you believe. You got to know, no, I'm not a Jew, so I don't want any Jewish clergy stuff. I want all Christian. I want Christian. What does Christian say? Abba, Father. Abba. Abba, Father. Abba means Father. So, Father, Father. He's our Father now. How? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the blood of Jesus brought you nigh to God. You want to get to God? You got to come through the blood. Not animal blood. Not your blood. Christ's blood. You don't go waltzing in the prayer room. I'm saved, so I ought to be able to get in, tell God what I want. No, 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 no. Where's the blood? Do you confess Jesus Christ off your lips as Lord and Savior? Does your life say that? Does your work say that? Because when God look at us, he don't see us. He see the blood of Jesus. You always take the blood in the prayer room. You always use the name of Jesus when you're going to bind and loose. You don't just sashay your little self in there. <laughs> it don't work like that. Somebody say, Lord, Lord. bring me into the eighth day. Those that celebrate the Sabbath, do they know what they're doing? He told the Jewish people to remember the Sabbath. It's in It was part of the Ten Commandments. Why was it so important, Lord? And the Holy Ghost spoke and said, because in those six days, God created every provision that mankind would ever need. And to honor him, he said, because I rested, I want you, listen to this, I want you to rest because every, Lord, everything you need has already been created. So you shouldn't be working like a fool. He says, I, 
in that six days, food, birds, air, running water. Get it, get it. Then he created man in the sixth day, and the Bible says God planted a garden and put man in the, which was a day when there was no sin. Well, the same with Jesus Christ in the eighth day. He has created a day with all provisions. Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me, help me, help me. He says, when you rest, you show me your faith. Y'all better get this. Is at work. He said, you show me that you trust me and that you believe in the eighth day that everything you need is already completed. That's your salvation. That's your needs. Come on, spiritual and natural. He says, when you rest, when you take time to rest, whatever day it is, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you need to come to church on Sunday. When you leave here, you go rest. He says, you show me that you trust me. He says, you show me that you have faith in all that I've done for you. It says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I don't have to burn myself out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is the day that the Lord has made for me. Everything I need is in it. All provision is in it. I, I don't have to work myself till I'm fainting and falling out and getting sick and, and hair turning gray. Come on here. He says it shows faith. He said that's why I wanted the Israelites to rest. What rest? What, Lord? Rest in what I've already done. Show me that you're thankful for it. Show me you trust me by getting yourself somewhere and sit down sometime. I say, what? He said, that's what it's all about. I've already provided you a day. I've, I've already. Every blessing that he has for you has your name on it. You can, you can run the marathon. Just show you how it works. You can run around Mobile, Alabama. 250 times, it won't change. See, that's what I'm talking about. You get it now? It ain't, it's not going to change it. What he has for you, it is for you. And that's scripture. What did Matthew say? You can't change one half, black or white. Can you speed up the day, slow down the night? You can't do none of that because God got everything in covenant. So we do have a Sabbath. See, there are those that criticize Christians. Oh, y'all don't worship on Saturday. We don't have to worship on Saturday. God said, I made the Sabbath for you. What is it? It's a rest. A rest from what? It's a rest from toiling to get all this stuff, including your salvation. He says, you're going to work, but you ain't got to work yourself to death because I've already got your name on every blessing, every blessing I'm going to give you. So you can run around Mobile 250 times. It doesn't matter. When you get back to Pernay, it, it's already yours. So he said, take a day to rejoice and praise me for it. Take a day to honor me for it. 
Provision is already made spiritually and naturally. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Do do y'all understand? God is saying, come up to him. Come up to him. Just like he blessed and sanctified the seventh day, he want me to tell you he's blessed and sanctified the eighth day. And no matter what you do, he said you can't change now one half black or white. <laughs> you, 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 you can't make this happen or that. He says it's already done for you. Believe him. Believe him. He that cometh to God must first believe that he is. Let me start over. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So he says, seek me. You better take time to rest so you can seek him. I have two people I need to pray for. Somebody give the Lord a hand praise for his word. 